Before we go, a quick shout-out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast on this uh, Sunday morning. It's quite early for me. Uh, I'm an early riser. No, I'm not. And joining me today, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? You're an early riser normally. Uh, well, not really. No, no look, <laughs> you know, I, I'm a night owl, mate. I'm a night owl. I, yeah. I like the Spanish lifestyle, the siestas. It is good to be here, though. It's Absolutely. a special day for a number of reasons. Plenty to talk about. We've got a few guests too. Absolutely. We've got a big show. This is a it's big a one. It's a packed up show yep. for us today. We've got, if I count, four guests. Four guests today. It's an amazing How'd show. How did you find them? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out how I found them. Yes. Uh, first of all, joining us, it's of course, Mr. Uh, Kino. How are you? I'm well. We've just started. I'm one minute, 18 seconds in. And Macro, I'm getting near the red zone. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So started, what we're talking about, it's this. Who will win on Zwift? There is a race. Australia against New Zealand. I think I'm allowed to step out of this one. Uh, but uh, Kino, what's your prediction? How is it uh, going? It just started, but this race, t- talk to us about it. Yeah, well, you're a neutral observer on this one, Christoph. What I Absolutely. This is the Anzac Day Classic on Zwift. What I liken the relationship between New Zealand and Australia to is it's kind of like with one of your siblings. So I've got these two guys, they're brothers that I play tennis with, and they rip into each other. They really criticize each other strongly. As soon as somebody else outside their family circle says anything negative about them, it's on. It can be half yeah. as bad as what they're saying about their brother, but they're the first out there defending. And that's Australia and New Zealand. We're great rivals, but then as an Aussie, if you go overseas, you see another Kiwi, you connect, and then we're the first to sing their praises to somebody else about how good they are at sport, how fantastic it is as a country, so the bond is amazing between Australia and New Zealand. Absolutely. And then uh, we've got somebody else actually riding that, that, uh, that race at a minute. It's uh, Max Gohn. How are you, Max? Uh, Hello, we James. Know, we know you from the AFA. We know also that you love cycling. And you're proud Aussie, I guess. So you're also riding for Australia on this. Uh, part Aussie, but the other half is uh, Kiwi, Christoph. So uh, ah, this is you where... Know? Yes. You know what, Maxie? My brother-in-law last night said, I said, oh, I think we've got Maxie Gorn coming on. He said, listen, find out of him. My brother-in-law is a Kiwi, by the way. He said, Maxie's a Kiwi. So he's, he's claiming you 100%, actually. <laughs> Tell us, give us the background. Yeah, so both parents are born there uh, and both brothers. I'm the only uh, Australian-born person in the family. But I claim that Kiwi heritage, especially in the cricket and the rugby, <laughs> um, and sometimes in the cycling, if George if George Bennett's doing doing well, I make sure I let everyone know. Um, <laughs> but like last last night, uh, the Anzac Day game, Melbourne Richmond, I was uh, I was humming the New Zealand national anthem to to, um, to start to to start the game off. That's uh, awesome. Max, actually, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Okay, go for it. Can I just jump in? What's it like when you're standing on the MCG? And the anthem is playing, and there's the minute silence for Anzac Day. 
yeah, it's, it's pretty special. Um, we didn't necessarily have the minute silence. I think the night before, it's more um, about the fire and the horses. And there was a little bit of a silence and there was, you could hear one kid who just kept on yelling out the word fire. Um, you kind of wanted him to shut up, but um, <laughs> no, it's quite surreal um, to be involved in Anzac Day. Uh, well, the Anzac Eve game is, 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 is very special. Also, uh, remind us, uh, the victory yesterday was against the Saturn Club of Richmond. What would you say if you were talking to one of the biggest fans of Richmond <laughs> this morning? <laughs> Because someone is very sore about this one. <laughs> yeah, well, you've had a good time, Dave, I think. Uh, three <laughs> flags in four years or whatever it is. Um, no, look, it was, we knew it was going to be a tough game against the Tigers. They're still easily one of the best teams in the comp and... When it started raining as well, I'm not sure if you know, Dave, but you guys are very good in the rain. Yes, um, so, yes. No, no yeah, complaints sort of... from me, Maxie. No complaints <laughs> from me. That's not what you were saying before. Yeah, <laughs> I was sledging you before we went live, but now that we're live, no, you're right, mate. I, and, and you know as well as I do, I waited 37 years, so three out of four. Yeah. Good to see you guys up and about as well as the doggies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually good to see you on a bike this morning after, yes. after, after what was a, a bit of a rough match as well for you, I guess. I must say, when I set my alarm this morning, I wasn't pleased with my decision. Um, <laughs> and I've already been dropped. I've already been dropped. I'm riding by myself off, off the back. So if anyone wants to drop and ride with me, please do. <laughs> Kino, tell, tell, tell us just a, a few words about uh, this, this event on Zwift. Well, the main competition is who can get the most starters. Who can get, which country gets the most rides on the start line? Participation is everything. There's... An A-grade race and a B and a C and a D-grade race. And I was just chatting online up until two minutes before the start of the event with Graham Brown, dual Olympic Games gold medalist. He was going to join me and Max in C-grade. And then with two minutes to go, he pulled the pin on us, Maxie, and he said, that's it, Kino. I've got to go A-grade. So <laughs> Graham Brown, been retired for about five years. He's still racing A-grade and trying to win. And how's he? Can you see where he is? Can you see how he's going? No, well, I'm with Max. I am the foundation <laughs> of the result sheet, Macca. Somebody's got to hold everybody else up. <laughs> Look, guys, uh, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, enjoy the race. Uh, and I think, Kino, uh, you stay on the line and then we, uh, we, we chat uh, with you in a sec. But uh, Max, thank yeah. you. Good luck for, for everything. We love your love for cycling. We, you know we love cycling, but it's great to see other people from other codes also enjoying the sport. And we know deep down you are a cyclist at heart. Yeah, I managed to, in my post-match uh, press conference against GWS three weeks ago, I managed to um, talk up a one-day classic, which I don't think any footballer's done. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, I was very proud of that. Yeah, that, is brown low votes. that is brown low votes, Max. Yeah, yeah, totally. We, that's going in the book, round three. Now, Maxi, but on a serious note too, well done on the Ds. You guys are storming and it is great to see. So you're obviously doing something really right there. So keep on, uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Beautiful. Thanks, lads. And keep on pedaling right on. Yeah. Thanks, Max. So... Yeah, here we are. We are back. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, cool. I tell you, come on, you're not sore. You're not sore. <laughs> a little bit. My my son is probably a little bit more sore. Yeah, I got home last night, and I genuinely <laughs> missed the game. I was out at a 
at a good friend's uh, 50th uh, birthday bash. So it was a great night. And I was checking the clocks, but I got home and my son wasn't yeah. too happy. You've missed more games this year than you have in the last five. Tells the story yeah. of the latter. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, it's funny how you miss them when you're not winning. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it true? Isn't it true? Uh, let's talk cycling. Uh, we had a, an incredible few weeks with the classics. Yeah. So it's a place. It's always a pleasure the classics. But this far, we know we haven't had Pierre Roubaix. We'll talk about it in a sec. But uh, what are your highlights of the classic season so far? Oh, gee, I think there's a, there's a lot. Look, you know, I was, I was chatting last night at this party and a lot of cycling people. And um, what I was talking about was how great. It is that we've got so much more women's coverage. Yep. And and someone said uh, at seven o'clock, I think last week we had live TV at seven p.m. It was unbelievable. The highlight for me has got to be Grace Brown, though. Yeah, she is. Hey, you know what? Men she's or women? She's, she's been. Guests. Yeah, she's she is been brilliant. Yeah, she's one of the guests coming up. She's waiting on the line uh, to talk to us. But that team, you know, the back exchange team, so far they've had a great, stunning results. Yeah. Honestly, performance. Yeah, they have. They've got to be pretty happy, and uh, both in the men and the women. Look, with Michael Matthews, they're, they're trying for that big win, that big victory. Um, I think he's close, and, you know, we'll get we'll talk about tonight later at the yeah. back end of the show, but they've got to be pretty happy with their, their successes. So if we dial back a little bit, let's let's hear from Amanda Spratt. That was, she finished fourth at the, uh, the Amstel Gold Race. Yeah. Let's have a listen to her and then we'll come back and have a, a chat with Kino about, about this. The whole race was just an amazing team effort. We came in with a plan and um, I have to say Lucy Kennedy in particular was just really awesome. She's on fire and was just making it so hard and, and she was always in the moves early, which put the pressure off for us. Um, and then, yeah, the girls did such a good job of looking after me the whole day. Um, really good in the final there to have Grace away and I thought for a while she might actually pull it off um, but yeah again I could just sit back and watch other people panic basically and yeah um, just came up to that last time at the Cowberg and yeah every, every, nothing ever feels nice the last time at Cowberg but yeah I'm happy to be in that front group um, and yeah fourth is fourth is good good result and yeah mostly proud of the teamwork today. Fourth is good uh, Kino I think we are, we are happy with fourth we would have been happier with a a spot on the podium and potentially a win, but so far she's having quite a good start of the season. Oh, it's quintessential Sprat. She's so consistent, so reliable. And if you're a team worker, you know what you're going to get every day of the week when Spratty turns up on the start line. And if she's not great, she'll be honest about it. In terms of what I took from that race and what her chances are tonight, Liège best on Liège, I don't feel like she can win in a sprint finish against many of those top 10 women. Uh, she needs to do a Lizzie Dignan from last year and try and get away. She can't slip away because she's won silver and bronze at the Worlds. There's no sneaking away when you're Amanda Spratt. I think it's going to be tough for Spratty to win. I'm absolutely confident she can finish on the podium in the top three. I think it's going to be tough for her to win. But her biggest goal is Tokyo. Everything's aiming towards that. And I think she's on target for a big result. Well, yeah, that's interesting, Maddie. And I, I tend to agree with you. I think she needs everything to go perfect tonight if she's going to stand on that top step. Yeah. But cycling is a beautiful sport and the, <laughs> the, the results aren't written on the start line and the script, I should say, isn't handed out either. So there's so many things can unfold. Yeah, she's just missing that little bit of finishing speed, Macca. Because yeah. if she comes yeah. to the finish with uh, Van der Breggen or... Demi Voller has been fantastic. They're going to beat her in the sprint. If she, can get away, 
If she can get away with Anna Van Bluten, who those two working together are strong enough to stay away, then she can win. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, it'll be exciting. We know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know who's uh, in, on the on the line as well with us? Grace Brown. Oh, let's, let's have a chat with uh, with Grace Brown. Uh, I think it's all the way from uh, from Italy. Uh, she's uh, how are you, uh, Grace? Yeah, I'm I'm good. Just having uh, an easy week after the end of my first uh, racing block for this season. So, in in good sorts. You are in good sorts because you've had an amazing, uh, I guess, month or even more, Grace. It's, you know, I think we're all riding off your coattails at the back end of last year with your performances, but this is something out of the box. You must be pretty happy with what you've achieved in the last four weeks. Yeah, it's um, it's better than what I was expecting. Um, Yeah, I think just being able to, have really consistent results across all my races um, has been uh, pretty awesome. And yeah, some, some really memorable races as well. How's the, how's the atmosphere in a, in a team? Uh, because successes must bring a lot of, uh, you know, you're feeling in the good time in a team at a minute, I guess. Yeah, it's been, it's been really nice. Um, I think, yeah, we didn't know, how the team was going to perform when um, Annemiek van Vluten left uh, at the end of last year. But, um, yeah, I think coming through with a few results has really motivated the whole team um, and we feel like a really good unit at the moment. So it's been nice. And um, you have sort of... um... You've taken to the Flanders Classics and that region like a duck in water. Did you ever expect that would be your sort of your forte? I think you've got more than sort of one car to play, but but clearly you sh- you showed that the Flanders region is where you have excelled. Did, is that what you were expecting? Maybe two years ago, or or even twelve months ago? Um, I think when I yeah first got it got to taste uh, what the Belgian Cobble Classics are like. I really enjoyed them. Um, And I think from then, so, yeah, in 2019 was the first time I got to race any of the classics. Um, And, yeah, I I sort of pinpointed them as my target um, of the sort of races that I wanted to be uh, really good at. And, yeah, I think when, when you enjoy that sort of thing, then you naturally start progressing towards being better at them. We, we all had you on the very top, if not the super top uh, for Paris-Roubaix this year. Uh, of course, we all know the news has been postponed. How did you take that news and how do you sort of recalibrate for this? Um, well, yeah, it's a little bit hard. I think um, Paris-Roubaix was going to be my sort of final target um, after Flanders. So I'm, I'm quite excited to be able to race it eventually. Um, and, yeah, we hope that we can do that at the end of the year now. But, yeah, I think it's always difficult to, to rejuggle those expectations and be like, well, you know, I was in really good shape um, at the first proposed date and it was looking to be um, a good chance for me there. But now, I, yeah, I have to get back into that shape at the end of the year and 
um, it would be a dream to be the first winner of the first women's Paru Bay. So that, that's definitely a target. A bit after, there's a there's a nice rainbow outfit that is up for grab as well. Uh, I mean, come on, yeah. rainbow yeah, yeah. is a nice set of colors. Yeah, are you yeah, thinking I about mean, them? If I can win Roubaix in the rainbows, I mean, that's yeah, like oh, so both. Get better than that. <laughs> we're, we're happy to take both too. Um, that is a it is a serious question it though, is, by the is. way, because I'm joking, but I'm not. We're yeah, we're ha we're having a joke about it, but the worlds are in Leuven. Have have you guys or have the team managed to do any recce at all of the course or what do you know about it? Um, yeah, so I'm familiar with some of the roads that are in the world's course uh, because they feature in Provence of Pill. Um, but I haven't yet reconned the whole course. We're going there next week um, as the Australian national team to look over it all. So... Um, yeah, I'm excited to to get a little bit more familiar with it and um, start thinking about how we can win it. So let's talk about Liège Baston Liège, which is on uh, tonight on SBS. Uh, we are pinpointing, of course, Sprati for this. If my geography says me right, you're not with them because you're in Italy. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm good at geography. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but what, what's the spirit in the team and and and? Are we right to believe in Spratty for this race? Yeah, I think so. She's um, put a lot of work in and the, these have been her target uh, races this week in the, the Ardennes and um, Amstel Gold. Um, and, yeah, we saw that at Amstel Gold she came fourth. Um, she finished top ten at um, Flesh as well, which I think might be her second best result there. Um and so, yeah, I, I expect that she's going to be right up there in Liège as well. Um, and Liège is her favourite of the three races. So she's got a lot of motivation to perform there. And I think she is um, very strong at the moment. And, yeah, I'm expecting her to do well. Is there is there a part of you that wants to be there? Because obviously your, your ride last year was out of the box. And to, honestly, actually, I, I thought you, you were going to be on the start list. Um, but, yeah, how are you or are you happy to have your, your break at the moment? Yeah, uh, mixed emotions, I think, because Liège was such a great experience for me last year and really my uh, breakout ride, I think. Um, but, yeah, just because I did well there last year, um, the circumstances this year are different and it, it doesn't, say that I I would do well again this year. Um, I think the the decision was made based around my whole sort of calendar of racing for this period and I um, really wanted to target the Cobbled Classics and, yeah, holding that form all the way until Liège was going to be a big ask. So, yeah, I'm satisfied with the races that I have done and um, – my body is definitely ready for a little bit of a rest now anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good answer. Do you know what could suit you very well uh, if you wear the rainbow jersey on the podium in uh, Roubaix? It's a golden helmet. The Olympics, of course, are in between. Uh, we're very po we think positively here. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you make of the, of the Olympics and, and are they also a target for you? Yeah. Um, that, the Olympics are probably in my 
next target um, in in the upcoming season. So, well, first the team, uh, the Australian team, is yet to be selected, but I'm quite hopeful with the results that I've um, got so far this year that I'll be on that team, and. Yeah, also hopeful that I'll be doing the road race and the time trial there. So uh, we'll we'll see what I get to line up in. But um, yeah, I think we, as uh, the Australian team, we're probably still going to support um, Amanda Spratt as our lead rider in the road race. So hopefully she gets the gold helmet. <laughs> um, and then maybe I can get a gold time trial helmet. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you on the, on, the, on the podcast we wish you all the best for, for the rest of the season I'm sure you're going to be watching the race tonight or this afternoon for you <laughs> yeah definitely um, I love to watch my teammates and cheer them on always um, get a little bit get a little bit of FOMO when I'm not there but uh, yeah you can't be at every race so um, I'm excited good stuff thanks Thank for you, the chat guys <laughs> thanks see ya uh, she's a she's a legend. Uh, right, you know, this this is yeah, she is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost lost for words. Well, bit, can, if I can just quickly, because yeah. I talked about she's my highlight yeah. so far. Third in Flanders, sixth in Dwarsdorf Vlaanderen. She won the OxyClean Classic, which is a world tour for the women. Twenty second in Ghent Wevelgem, eighth in Omloop, and nineteenth at Amstel. After being off the front, almost looking like she might win yeah. as Spratty had said that's her that was her spring campaign yeah not bad not bad was it yeah, yeah. absolutely you know uh back to you i know you're you're sweating it out on the on the youth classic uh, he looks like he's cruising <laughs> come on you know anyway i'm in the top 100 there's well i'm 99th there's okay. 661 in it though Maka. i love how many 661 Wow. Okay. Wow. But this is great, Brand- find you. Yeah. Uh, Grace Brown, there's a, there's a good comment from our friend Florent that says she's great on the TT back, strong in the classic. I mean, she's the perfect path for all the upcoming uh, women for the ladies Tour de France. I mean, that summarizes very well what Grace can do for this sport. Yeah, I think the high mountains of a women's Tour de France will be a little bit too much for her. But she can win the Wells this year for sure. The way she yeah. rode in Flanders was fantastic. The other results you spoke about, Mecca. Um, but... To be not biased towards Australians, the highlight for me in the Spring Classics, Anna van der Breggen, seven times in a row, flesh for loan. Yeah. A yeah. race where a lot can go wrong. You've got to get it right on one day. Got the rainbow jet bands on, heavily, heavily marked, and she wins again. You know, her last yeah. her last season. Unbelievable. And actually, that was it, yeah. That you spot on. And, Kino, you, you, are, you are the man of uh, statistics, but uh, how often do we have a race where both world champions win women and, and men's competition? Not often, for one simple reason, Christoph. The sport's not good enough at having men's and women's races together often enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. Make, that's Possible. a nice symbol, though. That's, yeah. a, that's a nice symbol when oh, you get the two world champions. Yeah, you know, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and the yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you make of uh, LBL tonight for you? I mean, what, uh, what, I'm, disappointed. Uh, I'm disappointed Grace isn't riding. I, I understand yeah. why, having listened to that. I sent Macca a text message. Why isn't she racing tonight? Um, <laughs> I get it. You can't go into the red all the time. You're completely burnt out with other targets to come. Look at Matthew Vanderpool. Cycle across season, had his targets in the classics. 
he doesn't think he's going to win it, he's not there. So, women's race we've spoken about a bit, Spratty. Van der Breggen's a person to beat. In the women's race, we might get the rainbow jersey double again. Sorry, in the men's race, we might get the rainbow jersey double again, Christoph, because Ella Philippe will be burning Do you think he's got a bit of in his mind? Do you think he got a bit of a vengeance in his mind? 100%. And do, you think, do you reckon he knows where the finish line is this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he knows how to ride straight in the last 200 metres, Mega. But <laughs> he's his key teammate. His key teammate is going to be a guy you raced against, Macca. His his son, Mori Van Savanant. How yes, good has he yes. been? Yes, he's been super, hasn't he? He, yeah. he's, he? Christoph and I were talking before we came on here just about these new, the still young and upcoming talents. We're talking about Tom Pidcock, actually. Yeah. Who yeah. sadly, I'm disappointed, has had to withdraw from tonight. Peacock um, from his crashes uh, from the other day, which is a shame. But gee, there's some good talent. Yeah, absolutely. And talking yeah. of new talent, uh, he's just joined us on the line. Uh, Jevine is with us. Jevine has been a, a revelation from the Zwift uh, environment. We'll talk about it with him. But also oh, now tips, making it to the, to the pro level. Sorry, he can give me some tips. I have ten k's to go, Jay. How do I win? So <laughs> you're not good. You're a lost cause. He doesn't do C grade. You know? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Jay, uh, Jay is on the line with us. How are you, Jay? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. It's a wonderful first uh, of all is, day here. First of all, it's Jay, not Jay, yeah? Because we had this yeah. discussion with uh, with another Jay, but you well, are Jay. He, he's got a problem with his Jays and Jays. Uh, yeah. I made it very clear. Just, <laughs> if it, if it's only is the, it the French language thing? I don't know. It's a, it's only if it was only the, the only problem I had, it would be great. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, Lately, you've been performing really well. Tour of Turkey, tell, tell us all about it. Yeah, um, I mean, it was, yeah, pretty pretty big going into my first pro race um, over here. I mean, I'd only got here in the, on the 3rd or the 4th of March. So to be going to my first pro race about about six weeks after was, was pretty exciting. Um, and I couldn't really have asked for a much better performance in my first, uh, first race, that's for sure. How eager were you? I can only imagine, you know, your, your first race, you just want to impress the team. You want to do everything right to get off on the right foot. What were those sensations like when you, I guess, first meeting the team and then obviously pinning the number on for the first time? Yeah, I mean, they were, they were really good. They, they, we had, we had um, talks for leading up to the race and then actually the day before in our team meeting that there wasn't there wasn't a crazy expectation on me to all of a sudden be this pro lead out guy for Jasper Philipson. Um, so it was just simple jobs like keeping him out of the wind, you know, basic stuff that I'd already learnt in the NRS. Um, it was just applying those skills to a, a bunch of 150 instead of 50. Um, luckily enough, the roads were pretty wide, so unlike throwing me into like a, a Gent Wevel again, where the roads are you know one car width wide and trying to learn all this stuff. It was um it was it was pretty good so, uh yeah I mean the it was it was pretty stressful going into going into a, that size a bunch with essentially I guess all but thirty riders being paid professional riders um but yeah I was I was definitely looking forward to it. Do, do you um, still pinch yourself to find yourself in in such a good company and then the the, the progress you've made from your your days on Zwift which we we will talk about in a minute but. As, as, as a young rider, do you still pinch yourself about, you know, is this still very real? Um, I mean, it was, it was a bit surreal racing against Mark Cavendish um, and Andre Greifel. But, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I sort of 
you, you don't notice it when you're in the race. They're just, there's, there's other riders. Um, it's not really until afterwards where you're looking at the photos or you're looking at the, the, the highlights of the, of the stream from, from the day before that you go, wow, that, that was, that was, you know, this is a pro level event that, that I'm participating in right now. Um, so I think, yeah, I think not getting starstruck, um, whilst you're actually riding around is, is probably the best idea. And I think we just should remind all of our viewers and listeners, because uh, we haven't said it, second overall, second on the Queen stage. What were you expecting going into that into that mountain stage? Did you have big hopes? Or, you know, I think most sort of riders know when they wake up in the morning if their legs are good or not. But what were you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'd, we'd, I'd sort of gone into the race knowing that I had good numbers. But once again, numbers don't, don't do all the talking. You can, you can have the, the best FTP after 30 minutes of riding, but that doesn't equate to, you know, I think I was 800 kilometers into the, into the race on stage five. And, you know, I was like 3,300 calories deep in that day. So anything could have happened. Um, but yeah, I knew the numbers were good. I, I was hoping for a top five. Um, in the first pro race that I thought that was a, a really good, um, good starting result. But I, I think with, with about three Ks to go and the, and the pellet the group not wanting to respond to surges as well as the guys towards the front with me, I, I thought that, yeah, that there could be a chance for a, a, a podium at least on this stage. And I, yeah, I, the, the altitude, of 1800 meters was also something foreign. So going into the stage, it was who knows what's going to happen up there. Do, do you think uh, this is uh, this success will change part of your program you had in place at the beginning of the year? Because we know the whole COVID thing is happening still in Europe. And but what what does that that second place do to your to your program this year? Um, I mean, I've I've talked to Christoph de Kegel, and he he was he was happy to see that I'd confirmed a lot of his data that he had from the Zwift Academy, and um, confirmed a lot of his suspicions based on the data that I'd submitted over the last six months, essentially. So I don't think it's going to change massively what what type of program I'm going to participate in. But, you know, it might change the roles that I was going to participate in those programs, you know. So, you know, instead of going into going into races with two or three options, they might only send one or two, you know, with me as a secondary leader. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sure at that point. You know, we've got a lot of races that are being cancelled, you know, four days of Dunkirk um, got canned, um, I think, earlier this week. So. There's, yeah, lots of things are up in the air at the moment over here. You mentioned the, the Zwift Academy. Uh, of course, we know this podcast is sponsored by Zwift, but uh, tell us how it all worked out. What was the process and, and how did you get picked up by, uh, by your team, by, uh, by your team? Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I first heard about the Zwift Academy back in 2017. Um, I'd only just started racing road bikes. Um, I mean, I'd... I'd done two NRS races at that point and um, Nick White had got a spot in the finals um, and I, th I think he'd come second in the overall that year as well so he was he was going really well and um, the opportunity to get get signed for a 
a feeder team on the pro level was was obviously pretty interesting, but I was I was nowhere near good enough to even attempt to apply for that. So um, the following year, it was only under 23s and I'd turned 23. So I was ineligible and it wasn't until last year that they opened it up to the elite categories and they opened up to the elite categories, I think in August. So from August, I spent the next four or five months do it, focusing all my training around the 12, um, the 12 activities that the Zwift Academy gives you to do in eight weeks. And I peaked like twice a week, um, focusing all my energy around those events. Um, and then once again, I went to the NRS uh, Tweed um, circuit that, that, that we did up in December, up in Tweed. But it was that was all training and preparation for the Zwift Academy finals that were held a week afterwards back at my home in Canberra. This is, it's, it's actually pretty unbelievable. Jay, you'll probably laugh at me. I'll sound a bit old, but to think that you focused for four or five months on an online race and that's what's landed your pro contract. When you say it out loud and you tell us the story now, do you still sort of shake your head a bit in disbelief how you've found your journey to the pro ranks? Because 10 years ago, as we all know, this didn't exist. You couldn't have got a contract out of this. Absolutely. Like I, I remember, I remember, I remember um, talking to uh, Wes from, from Swift, Swift Australia, um, I think back in April, and just asking, look, should I, should I be trying to focus on, because he went to France and did amateur racing um, uh, and then got picked up by FDJ. I was like, what, what's, what's, what's a more likely option right now during these COVID times? Is Zwift, is Zwift possibly an option or should I be, you know, making a, making a nest egg and getting myself to France next year, somehow getting on an amateur team um, and hoping COVID allows amateur racing to actually go ahead? Um, what, what would you, what would he recommend? And he, he said that, yeah, there's, there, at the moment, there's no there's no option through Zwift um, for someone of my age. So that was um, a bit disappointing. But when when the academy did announce that they were going elite, that 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 was a no brainer. I, I know the platform. I'm willing to hurt myself inside on on a on a trainer. And um, yeah, if if that was my only chance, essentially for the next two years to get out of Australia to race in front of the biggest um, crowds and the biggest audiences of professional teams in the world, then that was, that was the only option. And that was what I was going to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Jay, it's been, uh, it's been brilliant uh, to speak to you. And then uh, thank you for joining us on the, on the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. I wish you all the best for, for this year and uh, the years to come. And uh, no doubt, hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you anytime soon. I think, I think we will be hopefully with a victory under the belt. That'd be nice. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully not, not one second off this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know what strokes me, uh, Maka, it's uh, the attitude of, uh, yeah. and, uh, it makes me feel old to say, but those young generation, the attitude they've got, you know, yeah. how he focused on a project and he made it happen. And they're just precise. Matty, they're a, they're a different breed, aren't they, this generation? Uh, it reminds me, Maka, we had Max Gorn on earlier. It reminds me of that mature age draft pick that yeah. didn't get there after the under-18s, after the... Uh, junior categories, didn't get recruited, went and played in the VFL or the Sandful or the Waffle, and at 25, 26, they get picked up when most guys have given up at that age. 
And you look at what's happening now in the pro peloton. 21-year-old winning the Tour de France. Yeah. Remco Evenepoel coming through as the big hope in Belgium. Mark Hershey, one of the big favourites tonight, Liège at 22. You're giving up on guys at 24. Jay has shown that it can still be done. And this time last year, he couldn't ride National Road Series races. He was doing NRS on Zwift. And it was yeah, the Vine yeah. show. Jay and his wife, Hannah, dominating from the lounge room. It was awesome. Great result. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always really, really nice to see all the successes as well. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the way he performed in that tour of Turkey was he, almost incredible. And the fact that he went onto that mountain stage, 20, <coughs> I mean, first pro race, yes. thinking he wanted to do top five. That's what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you like, imagine that, well, our first elite race, all it was, was you were hoping to just to survive it, make the time cut. You know, yeah. that was the reality. You know what's interesting is, is Aussie, we say, yeah, he's got a drive. If he was French, we would say he's arrogant. No, <laughs> no we wouldn't. No, not that. <laughs> also, Simon Gerrans is a similar story. He yeah. didn't sign pro until he was 24. Yes. his first tour, 24, 25. Um, don't give up just because you... Don't peak in high school, Macca. No. Don't give up just because you haven't made it by the end of the 23 category. You think there's a hope for a 46-year-old um, <laughs> sweating it out in his, in his shed out the back? I've got 1.5 Ks to go. I'm currently doing 355 watts. My heart rate's 168. I'm in the vortex. I'm in the sweet spot, Macca. I'm going to be sprinting <laughs> for 93rd. Just back my head up over the peloton. Calm <laughs> down, we're not done yet. We've still, got a, we've still got a couple of questions for you. So just actually, keep, keep a lid actually, on Actually, any other business? I think you have some yes. questions. Uh, first of all, you start with uh, Froome? Yeah, let's, 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 let's with go with Froome Dog. Where's yeah. he at, man? Can he uh, come he's back? He's reinvigorated after the Cavendish results, isn't he? I'm sure of it. Yeah. Hasn't said anything publicly. but And all of us who were riding Froome off, remember what Cav has done. I'd be surprised... But I'd be delighted if he did come back. I'd love to see him win a stage at the tour. I yeah. genuinely don't think he can challenge for the overall. 900 metres to go for Kino. But <laughs> I think he can win a stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and okay, the other one. Sorry. Someone who started a Twitter account has Froome been dropped yet. Get off the couch, mate. I yeah. saw that. <laughs> I, I saw on. that and I just thought. Pull your head in. Pull your head in. And I felt like replying and say, he's won four tours. He's won a Giro amongst Um, everything else he's done. How dare you? Yeah. And he's an actual, actually, he's a gentleman too. Yeah, absolutely. That all aside, Chris Froome's an absolute gentleman. Give a bit more respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Second question, final question for me. Vincenzo Nibley. Vincenzo Nibley. Will he be ready for the Giro? Not at his best. He can't be. Not with that injury. Yeah. I don't see how it's possible. But, again, a disclaimer. Matt Heyman couldn't have possibly won Paris-Roubaix with a broken arm six weeks out, could he? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And he did. Let's, we, hope, let's hope he's ready. Nibbly, I love Nibbly. I think he can finish top five and win a stage. I can't yeah. see him winning it. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you want to know more about the story of uh, Nibali and how he goes on to his uh, rehab after uh, his injury, there's a great article on uh, the SBS Cycling Central uh, website here, uh, and you can follow the, the progress he's making on uh, on his social media. Yeah, uh, let's go to the French corner. Maka, hang on. 38. I finished 38th. I averaged 278 watts, 3.7 watts per kilo, heart rate 155. That's oh. all right. 
Holdy's doing a podcast with us. Hey, Thanks oh, for oh, oh, doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about multitasking. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, Come uh, on, French corner. Pino, Pino, I know I'm flying the flag. Pino <laughs> said he's not in shape for the Giro. There's unnecessary pain for him to ride that Giro. Uh, what do you make of him? I think that's a fantastic outcome for the French and a good outcome for Thibaut Pinot because now he can go to the Tour and he can go there without any pressure on. He's already taken that off himself and I think he can get one of the best results he's ever had at the Tour. Uh, again, I don't think he can win the Tour, but he could win the King of the Mountains jersey, he could win some stages. Uh, I think it's not a bad result for Thibaut Pinot. Yeah, oh, that's all right. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely positive. Like uh, that. positive thing. Talking about the Giro, I don't know who else is going to be doing the Giro. Uh, we are in the podcast. We'll have 21 episodes for you oh, on yes. the Giro. We had so much fun last year. The Giro, we, it's such a cool race. We're less than two weeks away, you realise. I know. <laughs> less than two weeks. Every day. We're doing every day, are we? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Looking better, forward to I better that. ride every day. I might take up the Brownie training challenge again. Do it, Maddie. Do it. I didn't do say it. that. I did not Get say that. Because I'm playing tennis as well. Tennis season's underway. <laughs> Pen it on a Saturday afternoon. Ignore that, Brownie. <laughs> Good stuff. Right, Kino, I know uh, you've got to go because tonight uh, you're on air from uh, seven, I believe. Uh, Liège, Bastogne-Liège yeah. uh, is on the last of the, the big classics on. Uh, again, we've already spoke about it, but uh, you're on a plane in a few hours heading to Sydney, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. And again, as you heard from Grace Brown and you guys when you were talking to her, women's race is prime time. How often do you get to watch bike races starting at 7 p.m.? Never. Right. Not on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the men's race, the coverage starts at – oh, Graham Brown heard me. Delete that. Delete that. Um, I wanted to bring you in the men's race. Maka, you'll appreciate this. What I love about the Age Best on the Age is it's the one-day race where the classic specialists and the Grand Tour contenders lock horns. Oh, yes. Yep, spot on. You absolutely. are absolutely spot on. Yeah, so, women's race is at 7 p.m. and then men's race is at 9.30 straight away after the women's race. And again, primetime television on a Sunday night. What more would we want? Yeah? Just um, have a good shower, Maddie. I reckon they're you know, <laughs> For clean, the second, clean yourself up. For the people on the plane, yeah, not for yourself. <laughs> Robbie and Bridie are lobbying for me to have a shower before I get to the commentary box. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so are the 200 people in the plane with you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you for joining us. See ya. That was a cool show. Ah, uh, great show. Good yeah. to have. I tell you what, good to have Maddie on for the whole lot, and great to have Maxi Corn. So we had two uh, World After Cup players, last night. one AFL, AFL player. We beat your team again, mm. and then Kino on his bike, and then us just here having coffee. So Chilling, thank yeah. you. I hope you uh, you enjoyed this uh, this show with us. Uh, this was the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Remember, uh, we are going to be uh, delivering a podcast every 21 stage of the Giro, which is starting uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we are excited about yeah, it. I hope you guys are expect, uh, excited about it. Uh, until next time, I guess it's bye for now. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your Anzac Day. Bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.